A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Women Arscast with me, your host, Tim Stillman, with a very special episode today, which is an exclusive, an Arsblog exclusive interview with Manuela Zinsberger. When we learned that Manu was going to sign a new contract at some point in December, I was really keen to set this interview up because I think Manu's had a really, really interesting Arsenal career. She's nearly been at the club for five years now. She's uh, committed herself to the club for another couple of years. And I just think her kind of career at Arsenal is so interesting because Arsenal have bought a lot of other goalkeepers in the time that Manu's been here. And um, she always seems to fight the competition off pretty strongly and obviously there are continued rumours around um, you know another goalkeeper coming in like Mary Earps but I, I also think it's not just Manu's football and f- for me I think she's shown real improvement as a goalkeeper on areas I would have considered her maybe weak um, uh, earlier in her Arsenal career and I just really think there's a story behind this player who you know um, really fights for her place is really, really well respected and really well liked in the group. But also she's such a big, great character, I think. And that's why I wanted to do this interview in audio rather than written, because I really wanted that to come across. I think Manu's such a great communicator. And actually we talk in the interview about her communication style as a goalkeeper. And she has some really interesting things to say actually about how that's evolved over the years, particularly as crowds are becoming bigger at women's football now and, you know, verbal communication, the importance of verbal communication in games is reducing because there's there's greater crowd noise. And, and Manu's such a, when I say an intense character, I mean that in a, in a really good, fun way, not in an off-putting way, but, you know, she's not just fun you can tell and it really comes across in the in, in this interview that she's very serious she's very focused she's super professional and I really think there's something about goalkeepers that often you know are either really really kind of calm and chill or um you know there's that old adage about goalkeepers being a bit mad uh, I don't think man who's a bit mad um per se but like definitely a, a big character and um, you know, someone who's really interesting psychologically. So that, that's why I wanted to do the interview in audio. And I'm really, really glad I did. I'm, I'm really, really pleased with the way this interview came out. I thought Manu was great. I think if she wants to be a podcast host someday, she'll make a brilliant podcast um, because she's such a, she's such a, great kind of fulsome communicator and i hope that really comes across in this interview and i hope that you really enjoy this exclusive interview with manu zinsberger um and just before i throw over to that i just want to say a thank you to arsenal for um allowing us to do that um and for manu for giving up her time on friday afternoon when this interview was conducted um as you can imagine, I bother Arsenal a lot. <laughs> Certainly the media staff there um, with requests and things like that. So I'm really grateful to them for, for setting this up and allowing us this exclusive interview with Arsenal goalkeeper Manuela Zinsberger. Okay, Manu, thanks very much for joining us today. 
Thanks for coming over. <laughs> um, can I ask, I've spoken to a lot of Arsenal players in the past who've been at the club a long time, and I think you qualify for that now. And at some point, a lot of them say there's a contract they have to think about. Was this one you had to think about? Because you did like the one-year extension last year. Was this one you had to take your time over, particularly coming into your prime years? Sometimes the public doesn't know everything. So if you're making a contract, every contract is individual. So I'm thinking for the future and I have the plans made with the club. I got the trust from the club, from Jonas, from the team. And um, so my future has been decided yet. I'm really proud of it. And um, yeah, for me, was everything clear that I'm going to sign another contract for that for that club. And uh Let's go right back, uh, well before Arsenal, um, to Little Manu. When when did you like? How did you start off in goal, and when did you make the decision that you were going to be a goalkeeper? What was that journey like for you? It was actually accidentally that I has been chosen as a goalkeeper, based on I was an outfield player at the beginning. Actually, under eight, you can say you're more like an all rounder. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that bad? what my father said so far <laughs> had to trust him there um, but when I was 9-10 um, our goalkeeper needed to move the country based on his um, parents they got another job so we were there without goalkeeper and that was the decision where we said oh let's keep um, switching positions sometimes I'm in goal then the other one but then I said I actually do love it I actually really enjoy being a goalkeeper and since then I made the decision to be goalkeeper so yeah so from 9-10 Okay, well, you, you referenced uh, him as the goalkeeper. Were you in a boys' team or a mixed team? No, completely boys' team till I was 14 years old. Um, I've been treated uh, well. Uh, boys have been brilliant. Was my friends also off the pitch, so have been really close. So the football pitch was everywhere, not even with the club. It was also at home, always uh, surrounded by football. And, um, yeah, no, I've been lucky to say that I've been treated well, that I've kept pushing from the boys uh, that I've also been supported by their parents so we were everyone was close everyone knew each other so yeah I was uh, till I was 14 almost uh, with the boys then um, I had to go to the girls which was a good decision and from then on my journey started as a footballer with the girls so um, yeah no but looking back so far I would say it was good that I stayed so long with the boys um, to get the physicality, to get the quicker football in general. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that was a good journey. And um, I mean, I'm really interested in the psychology of being a goalkeeper. I mean, you come across as a very big character. Um, the first time I ever spoke to you was before you made your debut for Arsenal, and you said, "I want to be loud." Those were the words that really jumped out at me at the time. And you know, being a goalkeeper, it's probably the closest thing in football to being like a solo sport, like a tennis player or a golf player um, how much of a part of your character do you think really plays into being a goalkeeper there's so many characteristics which plays in a, in a, I think um, as a goalkeeper you're not even talking sometimes so much based on if we sell out another Emirates I think my defenders won't hear me but it's more like how I look like it's not like if I have makeup on. It's more like the how do you say like projection. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you you put out on the pitch. I think that's so important that that speaks so loud without even using your voice. Um, 
I think it's just the calmness on the ball which gives you a little bit of a character who shows like the confidence which you are uh, putting uh, on the pitch. Um, I think it's also like uh, responsibility in certain decision making. Um, I, I think there are many other stuff. I mean, of course, communication is the key as well. You need to dictate also your defenders. If you have a slow moment, you need to adjust certain things. You need to take decisions. But all in all, it's so important to, that they get my back. Um, if there comes a ball through, that I will be there. Um, and uh, I hope I can do, do that many more times. So, yeah, I'm trying to develop my personality off the pitch. But um, taking responsibility hasn't to be loud. That's what I figured out. You can show that by actions. And that's what comes out way, way more than really speaking up loud. Speaking at the right time, I would call it now. Um, but yeah, I'm doing that. Um, we have great unit meetings. We have great communication throughout the team. My teammates, um, that's what what's um, important. And yeah, you, I, I can see like from snippets on your Instagram and things like that, you seem very into positive thinking. And um, I know something that really resonated with Arsenal fans. You did an interview after we lost at home to Barcelona. There's a little clip of you going to the interview and you're smiling. And I think one of the journalists asks you why you're smiling. And you said, never lose your smile. And I remember that clip really resonated with Arsenal fans, I think, as an insight into your character. Is that is that a fair insight into your character and, you know, the kind of reading you do and, and things like that? How much does positive thinking for you come into your your job as a goalie I mean to be honest I'm not always thinking positive I always <laughs> have also have my days where I'm not feeling okay and that's totally fine I'm not like a person smiling 365 days a year there also have been days which I'm not smiling maybe I'm crying maybe I'm not satisfied but one loss doesn't define you I think um I've, I've been reading so many quotes from Kobe Bryant especially um he missed so many shots but if you look back look what he has achieved LeBron James the same like many other footballers many other personalities they've lost so much throughout their career but the success was way heavier based on their trust themselves the trust in a team the trust the belief and that's what made me smile because I know what we're working for I know the process I know that everyone puts everything on and off the pitch what's possible that what my aim for myself is as well I'm coming here I'm working my ass off not even on the pitch also off the pitch like I'm I'm feeling my job 24-7 and that's what I give back to the fans and I'm looking forward also seeing the fans celebrating seeing the fans selling out another Emirates makes me proud and that's why I'm working even harder because that I want to relate to the fans and um, yeah I trust the process and that's why I'm keeping smiling because I trust what we're working for and we will get the trophies to Arsenal um, sooner than we think yeah I, I love it when that happens when you preempt a question I already had planned which was about you know as a goalkeeper you're really connected to the crowd you're the closest to them most of the time as well but um, I actually wanted to focus on as well your development as a goalkeeper during your time at Arsenal because when I think back when you first signed, I spoke to someone, uh, a Bayern fan, and uh, he said, she's great on the ball, but she'll give you a heart attack once again. But I can't remember the last time I felt like that with you on the ball, for example. 
I look back at maybe some goals you conceded a couple of seasons ago from long range. I don't really see that happening anymore. And what I perceive is that one by one, some of these perhaps weaknesses or development points in your game have kind of gone. And I wondered how that process works between you, between Jonas, between uh, Seb Barton and the, as the goalkeeping coach. Like, I know you don't just work on one thing, you work on everything all the time, but how does that process work of identifying development points and kind of, I guess, attacking them? I think as soon as if I joined Arsenal, we set the plan. We said like uh, where we're gonna see myself, where we what what we want to achieve with myself, like uh, as an individual, but also as a team perspective. I've been working hard, especially like physical in the on in the gym. Combine that with the pitch. Sebastian Melton did also a great job, like uh, throughout the years, like uh, really focusing on the details. Small margins are really really important. Especially at a certain age, I'm not old, I would say, but still, like when I would be 20, maybe I learn quicker and can gain more of that. Now I have to adjust certain things, but yeah, I've been working hard of early positioning that I'm set early enough that I'm more calm in a one we one where when the striker comes towards me that I'm challenging the tr- striker. Striker doesn't challenge me. The striker has more pressure to score a goal because everyone expects that. But I'm more in a position, I can become. You want to achieve a goal. Me? I want to save it. So I'm trying to take the calmness to actually distract the striker. Um, but I just want to say, <laughs> I think that's a funny um, sentence which she put out. Yeah, she's good on the ball, but she gives you a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm the last one on the pitch. Mm. Does not the striker give you a heart attack if the striker misses uh, from five chances four and a half? Yeah, yeah. Because the fifth one is on the post and out? Is that not a heart attack? No. Based on, we can achieve a goal, you know? Mm. It's just the way of thinking of people. And that's also my job that I have to deal with certain things. And if I make a mistake, most likely it will be a goal. I'm trying to reduce it as much as I can, but also accept that it can happen because I'm also a human being. Mm. I'm not a robot. That would be nice because then I close the, do- uh, close the goal <laughs> and we're all fine and happy that we keep the clean sheet for many years. But, um, yeah, that's what I, what I would say, yeah. And what about um, another thing that strikes me about your Arsenal career is a lot of goalkeepers have come in. <clears throat> excuse me while you've been here but I'm still staying here exactly you're still staying here <laughs> but also some of the characteristics I think have defined some of those goalkeepers like Pauline like Lydia Williams like Sabs you know quick off the line good with long distribution all left footed I think as well when I Ars- think Lydia were right footed was Lydia yeah, right yeah. okay but when Arsenal sign those goalkeepers who have those characteristics is there a conversation with Jonas or Sebastian about um, you know some of the strengths those goalkeepers have, or do you say ah? Okay. We're not talking about the others, and that shouldn't say like they're not important. Hmm. But in a meeting with Jonas, I want to hear what are my weaknesses from your perspective. What do you expect from me? And that's what I'm working on. And he tells everyone the same thing that you have not the free card. We would say in German to be the number one. Mm-hmm. You need to earn it. Almost said the word. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> um, you need to earn it. And I'm working my ass off 
to consistently be the number one. That it's not easy? Of course it's not easy. Everyone want to challenge me. Everyone want to be there. Maybe there can be a change. I don't know. The thing is, I focus on myself. I'm taking the strength out of Saps. I took it out of Pauline. I took it out of Lydia. What I can't do is change my body composition. Mm. Based on they have a different body composition where they are more explosive, more like a... But I have other strengths, and that's what I'm focusing on. But what I do like about all characteristics I've worked so far with it was there as a human being. I don't care who you are. For me, it's more important be a good human being because we need not just a good number two, a good number two, three, four, five, six, whatever. We need a good cheeky union. We need to push each other. No matter who's playing, that one gains the power and the need they're back from everyone. I don't care in that moment when you're not decides that broker is playing, focus on that. Mm. If that happens four times, I would go to Jonas and say like, hey, what can I change that I have maybe more chances to get back my number one shirt? That's that's my focus. I'm not focused. Looking back, seeing myself being the number one for such a long time makes me proud. Grateful, so many emotions. Um, I hope I can continue that. And I focus on myself. That's my advice on everyone. If you focus on yourself but put the team first, you come way further than you think. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting as well because it's not just Jonas <clears throat> who, for example, when Sab signed, there was a little bit more of a rotation model, which I think, to your credit, happens less now. Joe did it as well with Pauline. Um, there was a bit of a rotation model, and over time that kind of stopped. And I wonder, from your perspective, you know, do you think you play... I'm going to guess you're going to say yes, but do you think you play better when when you have that regular kind of game-to-game? That's a tricky question because everyone says as many games as you play, you gain confidence. Then the difference is as well, do you play all the time with the same defenders? Because if you have a goal kick and you're always rotating, everyone is different. A lot is different to Amanda. Uh, Amanda is different to Leah. Cody is different to everyone else. So there's so many factors comes on the pitch. But of course, I want to play every single game. But what I also say is, we need also a good number two. Who needs experience? If something happens, you can't say, oh, she hasn't played for half a year. Shit, what are we doing now? We have so many games. And if you want to keep everyone fit, if you want to keep everyone happy, you need to rotate. But you need to find a good amount. When do you rotate? But I'm glad I'm not a coach. I'm glad that's Jonas and Jonas' part. But... Um, yeah, you definitely need two good goalkeepers, but everyone needs their playing time. So I'm not, I'm the last one saying, oh, I want to play every game. Of course I want to, but at the end, we need the full squad. So that's how I, I think. And uh, I asked Jonas this morning about Sarah coming into the group. I appreciate she might not have even trained with you yet. Um, and so it's early days, but obviously you'll have seen her career from afar uh, but one of the things Jonas said to me was um, she, she has really high standards and she's not shy about communicating them um, I mean how much are you looking forward to working with with Sarah Buhadi and you know everything you've seen from I mean there can't be many goalkeepers ever who've won what she's won in the game I'm happy when everyone comes in like uh, already looking forward what I can take out of her 
personality, what I can take out of her physicality, what I can take out of her, like, in a football perspective. That sounds weird, but I'm actually trying to fill that one straight away. But not in a bad way. I'm just, like, as I look at a football game in general, I look on both goalkeepers and say, hey, what can I take out from my game? So that's what I'm doing with her as well. So I'm actually looking forward, like... Um, how she, she how she is in our GK union, how she involves herself, how she's practicing, what she can teach me maybe because I'm I'm open for every criticism, I'm open for everyone everyone's help because that's what I say to everyone. If you see myself being in a shit position for that shot, tell me afterwards. Adjust me. Because Sebastian has now four goalkeepers, how should <laughs> how should he see everything? So I'm happy when we, we keep helping each other, pushing each other in a good way. So, yeah, as you can hear, I'm, I'm looking forward to learn from her. Maybe she teach me something. I don't know. We will see. Get some communications in. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to wrap up with uh, a couple of listener questions. We've got uh, one from one of our members, uh, Ingrid Bergman-Kiss. Um, <laughs> that's a username. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you seem to be one of the main cheerleaders of the current team. Um, I'll never forget that video of you all finding out about Beth winning Sports Personality of the Year and your genuine joy. Is there anyone for you in your playing career who is that cheerleader for you? In general or on our team? In general. Oh. Oh, I think just about my team, to be honest. If I think about a good cheerleader, I would actually Beth Mead. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, she, she's such an energetic person, such in a good mood, such hyping up the team, always loud. <laughs> she's definitely the loudest one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as soon as she comes in training center, she's, she's different. But she makes me laugh every single day, and that's what I appreciate, so I would take her as a cheerleader for sure. Fair I'm not enough. sure about her hip mobility, but <laughs> we'll get that. <laughs> and uh, this one's from Elizabeth. Uh, firstly, congrats to you and your partner on the pregnancy. Um, have you spoken to any other footballers with children uh, or sought any advice about how to balance you know, motherhood with being a footballer? Um, I'm close to Melanie Leupold. She's actually a blue, but we, we keep that out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I uh, talk with her a lot. She's one of my closest friends, so I'm taking some advice from her. I'm, I'm questioning, but somehow I also want to let it happen because every child is different. Every relationship is different, so my relationship is different to everyone else, so I don't want to get too much. I'm fine with small advice, uh, which I also can get already out of my goalkeeping coach, who has two kids, so uh, yeah. I think that is advice enough and the rest I let it soak into myself and um, there will always be a solution think about that don't focus on the problem the solution is the key so that's my main focus where I go for that's advice to live by and a, a great way to end the interview I think so Manu thanks so much that was uh, that was everything I kind of hoped it would be thanks for your time I appreciate it and hope to see you soon for another great interview I'm up there and I'm staying a little bit longer so <laughs> <laughs> Certainly will. Thanks, Manny. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, you can see what I meant in my intro listening to that interview. I think this interview, Manu really, really delivered and <clears throat> the, the kind of audio format really lends itself to her character. And uh, I just thought that was a fascinating interview, not just about her, but just about goalkeeping in general. It's a very undercovered subject and a lot of us aren't really experts with goalkeeping. It's almost like a different sport sometimes and the psychological aspect of it is so different, I think, from being an outfield player. And I think Manu is very, very plugged in uh, plugged in and switched on to that and I think that really came across in the interview which I think really really delivered um, and I hope you agree and I hope that you enjoyed that because <clears throat> this is a, a long-serving player I think an underrated player at Arsenal and someone who who's such such a great character in the squad and someone I think um, fans can really relate to but we just don't get the chance to hear from goalkeepers very often and we just felt her new contract was a good chance to do that that's all we have time for in this episode we're going to have another episode coming out hopefully in a couple of days which I'm going to talk to Miriam Walker-Khan from Sky Sports and Narali Sasodia from the Kickback podcast about South Asian girls' participation in women's and girls' football. And that's a follow-on from the episode we did last week with former Arsenal goalkeeper Amanda Sange. So um, stay tuned for that. We're recording that hopefully on Monday evening. So it should be out towards the end of the week um, as you listen to this. And we hope that you really get something from that. And thanks to for all of the reaction to the interview with Amanda. Um, she was such a fantastic guest and I think talking about some really important things and, you know, as much as we love having players like Manu on the podcast when we can get them, I think it's really important to kind of cover and reignite these stories from from former players who just didn't have the opportunity at the time to really um, to really do any media or, or talk about their stories or or, or for us to kind of really project their stories for other people. And we had a lot of great feedback from people who, who really valued and really enjoyed that interview. And I really hope um, that you, you get the same thing or something very similar from the interview we'll do with Mir- Miriam and Neuralia later in the week. So we'll come back with that later in the week. But until then, thanks so much for listening. Um, you know, give us a review wherever you listen to your podcast and make it clear it's the Arsenal Women Askcast that you're reviewing. We put this out on the main feed very deliberately, the main Askcast feed, because we want it to reach as many people as possible. But obviously, you know, the, the reviews tend to be, um, tend not to be very distinct. So give us a rating, give us a review, make it clear it's the Arsenal Women Askcast that you're reviewing wherever you get your podcasts. And, um, you know, we're always grateful for your feedback, either on social media, on Patreon, if you're a member, on Discord. Uh, I'm going to be a bit more active in the Arsenal Women channels on our Ask Blog Discord as well. Um, so any, any feedback you have, um, 
please please let us know and we'll do our best to make this show as good uh, and as accessible and as, as enjoyable as possible and cover the subjects and the people that really matter to you. But until then, goodbye, take care, and we'll speak to you again soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.